I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yes, and hey, you just saw this one recently, Shang-Chi. I saw it when it first came out in like September. So hopefully I remember what happened. Well, a lot of punching, do. right? A lot of punching happened. They're on a bus at one point. They're on a bus at one point, yes. Yeah, okay, cool. Good to go. <laughs> Hi there, this is I Only Like You and Movies. My name's Lonnie. My co-host with the co-most is Sine. How are you oh, doing, like Sine? I'm good, thanks. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Thank you. I tried that on Dylan once when I, um, I miss you, man. I think it's good. Ooh. Anyway, moving on. This week, we're going to talk about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It's the Marvel film of this new phase of, of Marvel films that we're part of. Um... And it's, it's like the first Asian-led uh, Marvel movie, mm-hmm. from what I understand. Directed by Destin Daniel Cretton, today. And do you remember him? His earlier film was called Short Term 12, which we both loved back in the day, as I recall. Do you remember that one? Short Term 12. With Brie Larson. And they're like running the Oh, in the... the home. Yes. Yeah, yes. for troubled kids. I wouldn't say I loved it. No, it was a great film, though, I should mm. say. Yes. Um... Bit of a change, this one, from an indie drama to <laughs> a big budget Marvel film. Um, now, I don't know, I haven't seen any of uh, Simu Lu before, Sine, but I understand you're a big fan. Allow me to just come on in here and tell you what's what. Okay. So it's kind of sad. So, Mr. Kim's Convenience is on Netflix, you can watch it now. Although, maybe don't watch it because it turns out most of the writers were racist and treated the cast like pieces of poo. Um, <laughs> Quite... I'm not laughing. I'm just like, that's a good way of putting it, I think. Sine. Well, it is. And mm. they've been quite vocal about how they were treated as they filmed the show. And it's a shame because there are some beautiful moments in it and the acting's really, really great. And it's just like so cool that little Jong is going to be <laughs> in a Marvel film. I just feel like he's my brother and we're seeing him and it's just very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so there's lots of Marvel movies over the last... Um, decade and a bit um some are better than others where's this one right for you Sine? just as a overall well, you know getting into this what do you reckon happened that i am not did i fall asleep did i have a micro sleep through this everyone's like oh this is the best marvel film ever made is it like it, it's, it's fine it's in the middle for me it's yeah. good it's it's does all the things that you want a marvel film to do there's nothing like hugely egregious in the plot i didn't think but maybe we'll see <laughs> It was fine. It was yeah. fine. But it wasn't like the best Marvel film ever made. I think people were just haven't seen one in a while because we didn't have many oh. last year. And they're like, oh my God, a back Very scene. Big, yeah, I think that might be the case. But it was pretty good. Let's not, it's not you know, hide that fact. Yeah. For me, it's, it's actually a little bit like what we talked about last week in Last Night in Soho where first half, I was really into it. Second half... It just fell away for me. Um, so I guess we'll get into the, the plot a little bit because you might not have seen it or 
saw it a while ago like I did. Just quickly, it's now available <laughs> oh, yeah. on Disney Plus if you want to. Yeah, for free. So yeah, you can go watch it there if you like. For the subscription of Disney Plus. But yes, you don't have to yes. pay extra to see it. Mm. Uh, so essentially we've got a guy called Sean and he just sort of a bit of a layabout in San Francisco. It's a popular location for films, isn't it? San Francisco. It is. hmm. Also stars uh, his friend, your favourite actor in the entire world. <laughs> so I'm sure you were just absolutely <laughs> loving this. Okay. <laughs> or I actually liked her in this, to be honest. Oh, really? I think what I hate is her character from was it Ocean's 8, where she's just, and also Crazy Rich Asians, where she's just like the annoying friend. Every she's time you've seen it. her and you've complained about her. No, she's fine. She was good in The Farewell. She was great in the farewell. Yeah, that's basically. Yeah, it. fair enough. And she was actually she was a bit more measured in this film, to be honest. She had a yeah, doing her own thing a bit, you know. Still, she... <laughs> <laughs> I like her name's Nora in real life. That's a cool name for, for someone called Aquafina. Anyway, um, so he's like just sort of living his life. He's not really doing much. He's just like a he's got potential, but he's not fulfilling it, like us all. And turns out some assassins come to kill him, and he's actually a world's best martial artist and his dad's like some um super villain basically mm-hmm. and he's sort of his life fast he has to go find his true purpose basically um i don't know about that <laughs> okay so i'll go into spoilers now if that's okay so his first action sequence on the bus i really love that scene what do you think great. of that yeah it was really well done I mean, it still had those stupid moments like, oh, the guy with the razor arm just chooses to wait in the back seat until all the other guys are dead and then he'll come and join them. And also they all are concussed and like knocked out, yeah. but they all come to at exactly the right moment. Like that stuff was a bit annoying. And like if you really want to assassinate someone, wouldn't you just like walk up behind them and, you know, stab them in the neck or something? Like getting yeah. into a martial arts fight with this guy who we know is a martial artist. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Get a sniper. Just get a sniper. Just exactly right. Just get a sniper right. and snippy snipe him and then he's yeah. fine. Poison his lunch at the, you know, whatever. Anyway. Don't understand the issue. Anyway. I liked that, right? And then I liked the fact that he goes to to um, his underground fighting ring, which let me think about it. It's probably fair enough in a Marvel world where everyone's, you know, there's monsters and people have got powers and stuff. There'd be some creepy underground fighting ring with all them. Kind of cool. Yeah. I bloody loved the sequence of the fight on the scaffolding outside the building it was cool wasn't it wasn't yeah. that awesome with their candy canes yeah <laughs> now i've got two points here right mm-hmm. second point well, first point is that after that the action sequences become just sort of boring yeah and just cgi pixels fighting pixels right agreed so i was kind of uh, a bit annoying after a really great martial arts beginning to the film my second point is that after that fight on the scaffolding the dad turns up and is like yeah, I just want to get you come home. We talk about some stuff. Okay, but so you sent people to kill him. What if they killed him? What if he fell off the building? Right, you had no idea that he was going to survive this. And I guess you've been keeping tabs with him. But how are we to know? How are you to know that he can still fight this well after being in America for ten years and all he does now is be a, a parking valet? What Agreed. if he just was a bit rusty? Right, that makes no sense. <laughs> and it seems like it wasn't like they got the the idea to. You know, you've got to get him home to me. They, they were told to kill, right? Like, it was all legit. Well, like if it's... it was just to capture him, I don't think they'd be shoving people off the size of buildings. Yeah, exactly. Or, anyway. or trying to get someone on a crowded bus as the bus is still moving. Like, 
even if you're the best assassin in the world or the best martial artist who can capture somebody, you put them in a bus that's going to, could crash, it could go on fire, could be in traffic, like it just, it's just bizarre to me. And I guess, you know, Marvel movie, whatever, wave your hand about it, but it just seemed like it was a, you know, we won't want the plot to work, so we'll just say something that doesn't really make much sense to me. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And what do you think then of the dad and his um his story and whatnot? Oh, buddy, listen, we've all had grief. We all know what it feels like. But just take a chill pill, you know. <laughs> like just just go go on a holiday, go to the Bahamas for a week, sip some pina coladas on the beach. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll come back with a different perspective, you know. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> um, and uh, Tony Leung is like. He's one of the, the most famous actors in Asia and Hong Kong especially. And a very handsome man, I've got to say. And I, I quite liked him as the dad. Mm-hmm. But just the, the, the dad's character, who is the guy with all the ten rings. Uh, so the whole thing, yeah. we're getting into spoilers. If um, don't, We don't need to recommend it. If you like Marvel, you'll watch it. If you don't, you won't. Exactly. Um, so the whole thing is he's pissed off the entire time at Shang for not saving his mother when he was eight years old yeah when he was a child excuse me <laughs> sir that seems a little rich <laughs> given you got these 10 rings that make you the most powerful man on earth yeah where were you where were you <laughs> were you off on a vacation were you yeah. were you just getting some groceries and you're a bit late home <laughs> what what do you want him to have done I there know. were like 24 goons you really yeah. think one eight-year-old i don't care how good he is at martial arts he didn't have the power of the rings. He didn't have the rings. So an eight-year-old who's mm. good at Aikido or, or or what are the other ones? Jiu-Jitsu. Mm. He's going to be fine against 24 big burly goons with weapons. Look, I'm not I'm not a very – I do martial arts, not, not the, the fittest guy. I, I reckon I could probably take an eight-year-old, to be honest. Like in my current state, I could probably at least subdue them for a bit. You know, to kill to kill someone else, I could probably be but that what guy. What if they What if they were like really good at martial arts? I, I, I prepare myself, but you're right. The dad getting mad at him about that it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Another thing is like the sister learn martial arts by watching them. I think you got to do stuff to get martial arts yeah. training. Yeah, I think just you kind of need to watch know whether you're doing it correctly or not, and have some <laughs> someone correcting the positions. And yeah. Things. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, anyway, another thing I thought about that that's reminded me today. Thank you very much that. The flashbacks kind of felt awkwardly spliced in. Did you feel like that? Oh, yeah. And boy, do I have issues with the flashbacks. Okay. All right. All right. Hold it back if you, if you can. Let me at him. <laughs> right. Flashback is there's this magical forest, right? The dad has mastered the Ten Rings and he's been alive for like a bajillion years. Mm. He goes into this forest with his mates in the car. The mm. forest throws the car off the cliff Mm. with all his friends in there but he sees a pretty lady doing some tai chi and he's like fuck yeah i'm i'm into this i'm not gonna show any remorse of my mates who just died in the car accident i'm Mm. totally over it that's cool that's just something that happens apparently i just i don't understand why was the mum outside of the waterfall yeah they're supposed to live in there supposed to live in the secret bit yeah why was she outside of the waterfall it's a good question. No one told me. And also, how many secret um, cities are there in the Marvel Universe? Because Iron Fist had one that's a different one, didn't he? The magical city of Kunlun. 
And that had its own dragon too, didn't it? It <laughs> did. But it's a different dragon. place. <laughs> I mean, I guess they're giving me more than one hidden mystical city, but... Sure. I mean, that's yeah, fine. That's fine, I guess. Uh, I just... I don't really understand this world either. Like, <laughs> so they go in and mm. Michelle Yao's there mm. being awesome. And Shang's like, oh, we don't have much time. We need to stop my dad. And she's like, I understand. Come with me. Let's go on a two-hour museum tour about the history of this place. We're going to walk through the little towns. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to talk to you about it all. We'll just have a look at this little um, timeline on the wall, give you the whole backstory, gift shop on your way out to you, right? Excuse me, we need to hurry. Now is not the mm. time to have a little museum tour of the new place. Total exposition did not make sense plot-wise. The other thing about that, I, I totally agree. The other thing is that, We've got to prepare. Let's give um, a bow and arrow to Aquafina, and Don't then she'll be fine. Get me started about her. <laughs> right. So her whole thing is that she lacks purpose, right? She doesn't know what her calling is in life. Mm. Fine. Whatever. I don't really give a shit, but fine. She trains for like one day, right? She trains less than for that. less than a day. She has this nice man who's helping her, this nice old man. And there's this big thing and the dragon's there and we're all dying and whatever. And he goes, aim for the throat, and then he dies, right? And then she ends up hitting the throat, firstly. No way. She's never hit, like, she's never archered before. No. And she, like, wins the whole day. Her movements literally, like, solve this movie. It's the resolution because she hits it in the neck. No. I'm out. I'm out with that. Also, at the end, she's telling the story and she's like, yeah, you just have to go for the throat. You know, I guess I'm just good at that. I guess this is what you do. Excuse me. You were taking credit for something that the old man told you to do and he died. How disrespectful is that? Also, why is she going with Wong in the end? In what world? She is a human. Even if she's a human who is good at archery, even if she's the female Hawkeye, there should, there's no explanation for why she goes with Wong in the end, other than love story, we're keeping them together. It's so much. It's because she's the second lead, isn't it? That's why she's going with them. It makes no sense. You're right, totally right. If they're going off to fight somebody else, like let's hope she gets the bow and arrow when she's oh. there. <laughs> hate it so much. I actually hated her in this film, which is surprising really? to me why you liked her, because she was just so I'm just not into this style of humour of this, like, self-referential, like... Mm, underplaying, undercutting everything. Everything. Yeah. Everything. I really hated her character. And it very, as I recall, it's a bit like the whole criticism of movies, like, something happens and someone's like, well, that happened. Exactly. Like, that's kind of, the humour is just commenting on stuff that's happening, not really jokes or gags, really. Hate her so much. Another problem is... The big fight, right? You have two big CGI monsters who are fighting each other. Mm. I just can't get on board with that. It is so boring to me. There is nothing I care about less than two CGI monsters battling it out. Especially after... Shun's supposed to have the rings and, like, do it all. Exactly. And especially after the very visceral and interesting fights on the side of the building and and in the bus, you know? Just, yeah, now we're just we've... in a mystical land where big dragons, where the dragon from the never-ending story fights <laughs> another bad dragon. Yeah. Do you recall Jungle Cruise? I do, Sine. 
Thank you very much for reminding me of that movie. I'd forgotten it existed until this moment. But yes, I do recall it now you mentioned it. But it is relevant. Um, So in Jungle Cruise, The Rock and Emily Blunt are like trying to get to the secret city or whatever underwater, right? And Mm -hmm. to breathe, they, God, they, (laughs) they breathe into each other's mouths because carbon dioxide apparently doesn't exist and that fills your lungs up with air and you can stay underwater. In this film, when we're in the secret place with the big battle, Shang is really far down in the water Mm. and he breathes in an air bubble. He breathes in an air bubble, guys, while he's underwater. Is that even possible to do? Because the second you open your mouth, the water's in your mouth. So how do you pierce the bubble of the air bubble in order to just get the air in your lungs? Well, that's the same issue I had in Jungle Cruise is like, surely in the transfer of the air from one person to the other, that water's going to get in if you're underwater. Like, that's just how it works. Because how do you open your mouth? So you'd have to... Yes, we're going here, everyone. So you'd have to you'd have to press your lips to the other person's lips because you couldn't open your mouth before you touched them because then the water's in. And then you'd have to have such pressure of pressing like crushing your lips together mm. mm-hmm. and then slowly open them, all the while being careful to seal the sides of the lips so that there's an airtight container. Yeah, no good. What are we doing, everyone? Just, like, <laughs> what are we doing? He breathed in an air bubble underwater and he can suddenly breathe? Mm. No, we're not doing that. Also, yeah. okay, here you go. I, I want to roll, Lenny. I'm sorry. Okay, I just have sorry. to get this out. The guy with the sword arm, it retracts. Mm. Does that mean his whole bicep is hollow? That there's no bone? I don't know. I suppose so. Or is it like one of those retractable folding in on itself swords? But then it can't be because it's a blade made out of a single piece of metal. And I guess you could explain this with magic, but like, come on, very lazy. Now, most important thing about the film, which I am very keen to get your thoughts on, the retcon with Ben Kingsley. Yes. Hit me with your thoughts. I am ready, please. (laughs) Well, it's been an interesting thing since they revealed in Iron Man 3 that the guy who was being the Mandarin back then actually was an actor named Tony Slattery, or Trevor Slattery, sorry, which that was a big controversial moment in the back in the day. Yeah. I think people have kind of come around to it now, and I guess people like Ben Kingsley, so that kind of helps. And it's a funny performance, you know. And they did make up for it in some ways. Um, don't know if you recall this, but there was a one-shot, like a little short film they made, Sine, where he's in prison. And, and then he gets captured by the real people from the Ten Rings. Is this like and a the... post credits sequence or something? Um, no, it was like a short film that was included on DVD, I think. Well, how am I supposed to know that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No. No, no, no. I mean, I think I showed it to you once, but you maybe... just like, oh, there's one short, like, deleted scene, <laughs> actually, where we're saying that that counts now in the, you know, in the history of the MCU mm. and you need to know this really obscure deleted scene from the back disc two of a DVD in order to understand Marvel. That's so dumb. Yeah, well, I think I think they realised that people weren't particularly happy with the fact that they they did with him being an actor. And so they maybe they had a one eye on the future, like maybe we'll do a proper Ten Rings maybe down the track, so we'll do this, you know, give us potential storylines. And it's a real in this film that he was captured and that, that all happened and he's sort of been a, a court jester, I suppose, or... Something else. He's like been entertainment for um, 
the real Mandarin and, and their, his, his, his folks in this compound. Um, I mean, I like Ben Kingsley, and I thought he, he brought some much-needed comic relief to the film. His um, humour was interesting. His humour was way better than Aquafina's humour. Yeah, exactly. It's actually humour. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Um, I oh, he's got this little weird like cat thing that he hangs out with um, <laughs> with my face. Sorry. Did you just call Morris weird? <laughs> I don't have a face and I... Morris is the best character in this film. <laughs> Morris is the sweetest little guy. Morris was waiting for the right time to go through the waterfall and he was feeling mm. the forces or whatever. Morris saw other members of his family and his, like, genealogy and wagged his little butt and was excited <laughs> to see true. them. Morris true. goes to Ben Kingsley and thinks Ben Kingsley is dead and turns out he's not dead, and then Ben Kingsley's like, no, you've got to roll over and play dead. And Morris lays on his little back with his little belly in the air and plays dead. How dare you, frankly? Also, it's it, it, I can't believe this. He's responsible for, like, the best line in the film where they're in the prison and Ben Kingsley's like, oh, Morris can get you there. There's a 90% chance you'll survive. And then mm. Morris says something and he goes, oh, sorry, 19% chance that you'll survive. <laughs> Perfect. Incredible, impeccable, show-stopping, spectacular, fantastic. Love it. Uh, okay, fair enough. I think I might have forgotten some of that. It's because I saw this a few months ago. So, how dare you? Thank you for the reminder, Morris. Um, the other funny thing I recall though was when Ben Kingsley is talking about him, and he's like, "Oh my god, I'm glad you can see him too," or something like that. <laughs> exactly. That was hilarious because <laughs> this whole time he thought it was an invisible friend, and he was just losing his mind. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, no that was notes. good. Yeah, no, actually, I'm I'm all on board. Can you remind me what happens to Ben Kingsley in the end? Does he stay in Talal? I actually he... don't remember. I think he stays. Okay. Doesn't matter. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so what you liked that character? You liked all that elements and the references back to Iron Man three and whatnot? Uh it left a bad taste in my mouth because I oh. was like, oh god, because I'd forgotten about how awful mm. Iron Man three was, and that whole reveal was just shocking. And we, mm. ha- I remember. We saw that in the cinema, didn't we? And we just mm-hmm. hated it. And so it reminded me of something bad that I hated, so I was didn't enjoy it then. But well, then, it's a funny sort of thing. Oh, sorry, go on. I was just going to say, but then they did the, like, treated me like a magpie and instead of shiny things. It's like cute furry things. And they're like, look over mm. here, Sinead. Like, mm. this is really cute. So <laughs> don't worry about this thing that doesn't make sense. Mm. And I fell for it. Fair enough. Well, the thing back in the day with Iron Man 3 and, like, you know, it's been debated enough, but... Because the Mandarin is supposed to be like Iron Man's one of his biggest villains. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, 
Batman is fighting the Joker and it turns out the Joker is not actually the Joker. <sighs> it's some actor, you know, like that's kind of, I think, what it came from. But also, like, they're trying something new. Maybe that's good. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, why not? Okay. Um, now, my other thing I've got to talk about today is that as much as I like the actor, I thought that that Sean was just kind of bland. Yeah. Right? He is a bit. I feel bad because I love him so much. I <laughs> know. But still... I don't really understand his, like, so his big thing was that he left, he left his dad's mm. thing mm. and just worked in America. But he's yeah. having a nice time. He doesn't seem like that unhappy with his job. He gets to hang out with his best friend all day, driving mm. fancy cars, gets to go over to his best friend's house and his mum and grandma cook him lovely meals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I saw someone talk on Twitter about it. It was like, if he's supposed to, it would be much better if he was actually in his mid-20s or mm-hmm. like he's, say he's 22 or 23. As it is, the actor is clearly in his 30s. Yeah. And so, like, you can get more of a pass when you're early 20s, mid-20s, when you're not sort of haven't got anything sorted out in your life. But when you, once you're, like, seemingly 34 or something, it's like, what's going on, dude? Well, the other thing is, like, he didn't seem particularly concerned about the fact that his dad might find him as well. Like no, you could have done care much about his sister. Exactly, but you could have done something interesting mm. where he was like looking over his shoulder all the time and thought that he was seeing things that he wasn't mm. because he was so worried that his dad was going to come find him still, you know. And he's at least got that that's tying him to something interesting. Mm. But I didn't. I think what they were trying to say with the film is that he was sort of lost in his life and had no purpose, similar to Aquafina, and then this meaning comes back and he accepts who he was from the beginning, mm. right? But I didn't feel any of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, you kind of have to make up around him to try and yeah. get that feeling. Yeah, and as someone here on Wikipedia has said, Sinead, is that Xiongqi was defined by the same gifted kid imposter syndrome as so many other self-doubting heroes in the MCU. Like, yeah, all of a sudden he has to just, someone has to remind him, oh, actually, you're amazing. Like, oh, yeah, I am pretty good, aren't I? <laughs> I, I will be a superhero now you mention it. Good idea. It wasn't that actually, bad. It wasn't yes. that bad, but, no. yeah. Yeah. Do um, you want to see more of these films and these, these characters? No. Really? I, I know it is difficult to let go of something that you love. However... <laughs> I loved Endgame. I don't care if that people want to make fun of me about that. I don't care. It was brilliant to have this culmination of 10 years of Marvel and we're all, it was a packed cinema and we were having this like cultural experience together. Hmm. And that should be it. Like, it's got to end. It it will end at some point. It has to. Either the world's going to implode or eventually they're not going to get box office results or they're going to go straight Mm. to streaming services and no one's going to watch them. I just think we need to step back. And they're not going to do this because as I'm saying this, I'm reading the fact that it made over $431 million worldwide, making it the eighth highest grossing film of 2021. Yeah, and we're still in the midst of a pandemic. Box office scores, you know, Mm. take it with a grain of salt for the last couple of years because some of them couldn't have come out when Mm. they wanted to. So, Mm. 
but they're not going to stop because I'm still going to watch them because I'm a hypocrite. (laughs) But I'm not saying don't, I don't know. I just, it's like when you have something that you really love, right? Like a piece of makeup and you're like, I love this piece of makeup so much that I want it in all the colors because I love it so much. And by getting all the colors, that's going to make me love that first piece of makeup even more. I've basically just stolen this from Hannah Louise posted on YouTube. But anyway, it doesn't. It doesn't change how you feel about that first piece of makeup. You love it so much, right? Whether you have one or two or three, you still love that first piece of makeup as much as you do. So I love Endgame. We all loved Endgame. We can't just have more films in the MCU trying to give us those same feelings as Endgame because they're not going to give us those same feelings as Endgame. Because Endgame was Endgame and Endgame's the one that we loved and that whole phase three of the MCU was was what we wanted, right? And so we're trying to, it just feels really desperate. It feels like a desperate attempt to get this feeling back that we had of this cultural experience that we all went through. And the way that we're doing that is doing this phase four with characters that aren't very compelling, that are very paint by numbers in terms of a Marvel film, literally just... You know, who was that guy who watched the Lord of the Rings movies side by side at the same time? Do you remember that? I don't remember that, no. I feel like you could play any Marvel film pretty much at the same time and the things would happen where they're happening. There's a fight sequence and then there's something that happens and there's a secret that's revealed. And, like, we can't get that feeling back, everybody. It's time to let go. Interesting you say that because that's pretty much what Dylan says on my other podcast. He's over Marvel. See, Dylan Not and I, we, mm. we're the big brains over here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm with you, though, to a certain extent because I think there's still room to make good movies and Marvel doesn't seem to make bad movies generally. They sort no. of certain standard, although interesting to see what you think of Eternals when you see that in the coming weeks. You know? yes. um, maybe that's going to change your mind. Um, I was going to say Marvel, not going to, eventually they're going to have to make a bad one, aren't they? Like, just by the law of averages, they'll eventually make some bad movies that no one likes. Well, theoretically, they did with Black Widow, right? Yeah, and Eternals also hasn't turned the world on. Really? Fine, I keep but... hearing people saying great things about Eternals. Mm, yeah. well, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Um, but you're right, at a certain point, like, this is the 25th film, right? So let's give us another, like, you know, 10 years, there'll be, what, 50 films or more? In the MCU, people are just going to be like, what? I need to watch the new one. I need to do homework beforehand. Like, it's good for us because we've kept up with it. But yeah. say you're a little kid in 10 years, you're like, oh, my God, where do I start? Like, it's a good point. So maybe we've had enough. Maybe we need to have a break. Here's my theory. Though. I think I mentioned this here before is that eventually Marvel movies won't make as much money and neither will DC movies. And so they'll combine them both. They'll have Batman fight Iron Man eventually. Mm, interesting. I'm here for that. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's eventually what they'll go into. We'll I see. have a question that you can hopefully answer. Mm-hmm. Can you explain the post-credit sequence to me? Okay, which one? There's two. There's obviously, the one, well, the one where she's like, she's a boss now. That's pretty, pretty clear, I guess. The one with, yeah, with Bruce Banner. Yeah, and... she was just starting her new fight yeah. club thing. Good on her. Um, we yeah, love the, one... the boss bitch, you know. <laughs> the one with Doctor Strange... Oh, sorry, it wasn't Doctor Strange. It was Wong and um, Captain Marvel and... And Bruce, Bruce. Banner. Yeah. So... And Aquafina's there for no reason. First of all, we should mention... <laughs> yes. Sorry. 
Wong is always great. Love him oh, in anything. When he turned up fighting, I was like, Wong, yes! <laughs> <laughs> I love you. And also the karaoke. Yeah, it was yeah. a cheap laugh, but oh my God, yeah. I would pay to see Wong do karaoke. <laughs> absolutely. Wong's the best. He is absolutely the best. Um, so it's a good question. So they've kind of got... So Bruce and, and Captain Marvel are seemingly sort of with the Avengers now, and obviously Bruce is an Avenger and has been, mm-hmm. and she works with them on occasion. And they've been, obviously, they're bringing in Chong into the fold and they're trying to work out the origins of the rings. Now, you know, in the comics, the rings are actually rings, right? But in the film, they're bracelets. I was going to ask you that? if mm. what the comic stuff was. You haven't read any comics about this, so have you? No, I haven't, but I, I've... Done some research. Well, yeah, and I... Everyone's saying, well, you can't do rings on the fingers so, sorry, because that's it, like... Was it, a, was it like a literal ring on every single finger? I believe so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit similar to the having you know, the gems on the gauntlet, I suppose, for, the, hmm. for Thanos. Thanos. That'll make sense later. <laughs> what? <laughs> what just happened? What do you mean that'll make sense later? I, so in the Eternals, there's a character who oh. mentions Thanos and my boys on Fleet the Planet... I'm making fun of him by saying Thanos, because that's how he kind of says it. I see. Well, look out for that. Thanos. Um, so I guess they're trying to track down, and, you know, there's the idea that the rings were from aliens, potentially, I suppose, and they're trying to work that out, and maybe whatever's happening in the next phase, maybe they're going to have to fight Galactus or someone on a different planet and, you know, that well, sort of thing. He, okay, here's my question. Hmm. So Wong's like they, they predate any of our stuff. Like I can't, mm. I can't tell you where it comes from. But when Shang's fighting his dad, his dad punches him, and Shang does that like astral projection thing where he comes out of his body, mm. oh, yeah, yeah. which is what Tilda Swinton did, didn't she? Yep, and there's in the new trailer for um, Spider-Man where so Doctor I, Strange does that. I yeah. thought that was the thing that only like Doctor Strange's cultural yeah, the mystical, magic could do. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Tonight. Well, yeah, everyone's like, you know, in the Marvel Universe, we're obviously going towards some sort of time travel thing, a multiverse thing because of Loki and whatever's yeah. happening in Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is like a cosmic thing. It's like the Ten Rings are a beacon or something, aren't they? So mm-hmm. someone's going to come. And Galactus is the guy who comes and he eats planets. Maybe he'll be the one who's going to come and be like, all right, you guys got a planet? I'm going to eat it. Right. Keeping in mind as well, Marvel Universe, in the next couple of years, they're bringing back X-Men and they're also bringing in the Fantastic Four. So, I think I need a little more time to settle from X-Men. Thanks, everyone. Okay. Because it feels like you only just tried to do a reboot and it was bad. Yeah. Yeah, by the time it comes out, I think it'll be like a good five years, which will be probably be good. All right. That's yeah. So, yeah, the other question, though, is that Bruce Banner, last time we saw him, he was the Hulk, right? He was green, but he was just himself. In this sequence, wasn't oh, he? Oh, yeah. So what's going on? I totally forgot about that. He's like a broken arm. It's a sling, isn't it? Because he snapped the... He did the snap, so... Oh, that's right. Mm. But then he, how did he, he get didn't... back to not be Hulk? That's a good question. And he's going to be in She-Hulk. And I think he'll be green on that, so I don't know what's going on there. Mm, interesting. It's nice that Bree and um, Mark could just do their little Skype sessions, isn't it? Yeah. For their little recordings. <laughs> and it's nice that... Um, that Brie Larson's character, Captain Marvel, didn't appear until she was needed to. 
Like she could have held earlier, right? Like, let's face it. She was busy, like I don't know, coming to terms with herself. I don't know. She was off off world. That's fine. All right. Ratings. I think we've we've wrung this out as much as we can. I mean, it's interesting because I'm madder about this film than I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you mention? You haven't mentioned the the flashback. You just said they were bad. Is that what you wanted to get at? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait, what was your point with them? That they happened. <laughs> oh, they were just sort of awkwardly spliced in at different points, and like the whole idea of a flashback is that it should show you something that you can't see any other way, and you're dying to see the flashback or something. And this this one, I was just like, oh, okay, that happened. Sure. I did find that they were very repetitive. Like the first one, it's like, oh, the dad's seeing the mum dancing. And the second flashback, they're sitting down and having a picnic. And then the third flashback, mm. they're leaving the waterfall together. Like, Yeah, just like <laughs> deadened the pace, I thought. Yeah, yeah. No, mm. I agree. But having said that, I think I would still see more of Shang-Chi. But I think maybe more in like a in a Avengers-style movie with other characters. I think, I, I don't know where they will go with him just by himself, to be honest. But I think he could play off the other characters quite good because he's sort of got that different perspective and he hasn't been a hero for ages like they have. Like, I think that could be cool. But the problem is he doesn't really have much of a personality mm. and I'm worried that you're getting into Iron Fist territory where it's so earnest and, like, not any... Potential. Just, mm, At least he can fight, though. <laughs> so then you need to have someone like Aquafina there to try and, like, give mm. some energy to what's happening. Mm. And I guess there's every superhero rap, but... Don't like he's already a great the greatest martial artist in the world and now he's got these ten rings that make him the most powerful man in the world. Okay, what what what's what's da- what's dangerous about him now or like what who can hurt him now? Like what's what's gonna happen yeah. narratively for him? I guess he's gonna lose the ring somehow probably and someone else will steal him, but <sighs> anyway, having said that, I'm so excited for Spider Man coming up, so Yeah. You know. Oh you're not. You're not. Oh. Hmm. I don't agree that fan service is necessarily a bad thing because mm. who are you making the film for if not fans? But again, Spider-Man 2 is like the best Spider-Man movie apart from Spider-Verse. And the first Spider-Man is really good too. It's also really good, but mm. can't go past Doc Ock. <laughs> we can't have that feeling again, guys. Just Maybe watch Spider-Man 2. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, we're getting there. I'm going to give Shang Chi five, uh, three stars out of five. Jesus so. Christ! You. <laughs> I scared myself. <laughs> um, good, but like, not the, not the best. Very much mid range Marvel, which is still pretty good. Yeah, I'll I'll give it. I'll give it three. I mean, I was going to give it two point nine nine. I'm going to give two point nine nine. Three's too much. I just keep remembering about Aquafina taking the credit for hitting the thing in the neck and getting mad. So yeah, two point nine nine. Like, you can make her be an archer. Make her have like a history in archery, or maybe have make she's like a an athlete or something in her youth. Well, here's the other thing that right? I forgot to mention. She's mm. great at driving cars, right? Yeah. There's that. That's foreshadowed in the beginning where she steals the guy's car and has a little yeah. joyride with it. Make it be something where she needs to drive something or or maneuver yeah. through something, like she did with the bus. Yeah. Archery is just like so out of left field and doesn't relate to any of the skills that you've already shown that she has. Yes. Oh. You need to have, if you want to set something up, follow through. Or if you need to follow through on something, set it up earlier. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good movie, though. Is that 
Well, thank you, Matt, for listening. We have lots of podcasts going all the way back. We've got lots of Marvel ones, actually, if you want to go back and find them. You just search through our history. They're all there. They're all very good, aren't they, Sinead? The movies or the podcasts? The podcasts. The podcasts are great, yeah. Yeah. Movies, okay. less <laughs> We're on Twitter, too, so go get amongst us on Twitter. Sinead posts stuff on there all the time about what we're up to and what's happening in the show. Uh, next week, I think we're going to be talking about Boiling Point, if we get on time. It's a new film that we saw as part of the British Film Festival, and yeah, that's going to be a good one, I reckon, today. It's going to be a great film, and we'll have lots to say about it. But we also might watch something else instead. We'll see. Coming up soon, though. All right? It's like long, convoluted things about what's coming up next. People have already clicked off. Okay, we can say what we want now, can't we? <laughs> what's your most controversial opinion today? Oh, gosh. Like, ever? Yeah. Um, that it's okay to have a dessert for every meal. Is that controversial? I don't know. It is controversial. Breakfast sucks. All right. See you later. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.